Talk Recorded live. Well, hi, everyone, and it is June 4th, 2015 already, and you are here for another edition of the Everything is Energy show with your host, Judy Greeno. And as always, I'm here to talk about the AIM program of energetic balancing with its developer, Stephen Lewis. Stephen is also the co-author of Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of work, research, private practice, everything that, that preceded the launch of the AIM program. And then the two epilogues actually talk about the actual AIM program when it launched. You can access those uh, two epilogues and the uh, prologue to the book online anytime you'd like. Uh, feel free to invite your friends or family as a, as a way of introducing them to what it is we do here. And the book is available just about anywhere you can think of, bookstores, Amazon, Kindle. You can even get a six-CD set through your facilitator or uh, via the the AIM office. Go to aimprogram.com. You'll find information about that uh, in every weekly newsletter the office sends out on Fridays, too. As we begin, we want to remind our listeners that AIM energetic balancing is not medicine or what we tend to think of as traditional health care, and it does not diagnose treat, prevent, or cure disease. EMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you. AIM assists you in doing so 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the predispositions or potentials, if you will, for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. Once healed from your consciousness, hereditary imbalances are gone for good and cannot be passed on to offspring. Hence the phrase, become the first in the history of your family with no family history. Just as every individual is unique, every AIM participant's (coughs) healing experience is unique to them. When discussing energetic imbalances that have names that are the same as and that are similar to the names of diseases, please remember, we work with and are talking only about energetic imbalances, not about actual diseases. This is true also when Stephen discusses, as he does every Thursday, what a given new hereditary frequency is similar to. He's telling us what frequency or frequencies this, this new imbalance are similar to, found to be similar to. He's not saying it is the actual disease. And lastly, as we do not perform physical tests of any kind, we cannot and do not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Good morning, Mr. Lewis. I hear you I hear you clearing your throat. Must be something behind that, huh? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> behind my throat, and I've got my spine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as the words left my mouth, I'm like, Judy, you're giving him another setup. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, 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 no. My throat is a little bit raw, a little sore. But I come by it uh, honestly, okay? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll hear about that shortly. All right. But, uh, that was, I heard you, though. I was thinking, gee, you know, I wonder how the future is going to view us. Are we going to be considered... Um, cutting edge, courageous pioneers, or are we going to be like these weird tree huggers, you know, uh, <laughs> eccentrics? Probably, probably both, kind of like we are now. <laughs> well, no, it's going to coalesce into one fundamental thing. Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, I mean, take like Henry Ford, for example. His car certainly wouldn't be something you would drive now. Right. But on the other hand, 
the fact that he had that Model T mm-hmm. um, made him an incredible genius. Right. Not to mention a billionaire and all that. Mm-hmm. And so that's being treated um, with kindness by posterity. All right? And, right. Uh, and then there's the other extreme, you know? It's like um, the weird people who, you know. So anyway, I was just curious how we're going to be. I can't, I don't expect an answer. Right. No, it is it is uh, it is well worth pondering. Good question. We'll have to stick around to find out, won't we? <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And, uh, well, you keep you keep working on that, and we'll just we'll just stay here as long as we can to get as close to seeing what happens as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, I'll say something now that I'll repeat again in maybe five minutes or something, and that is that basically. What Robert Heinlein said is quite true here. Let me take my copy of my book here. Say that. Say that and name. Write it. Robert Heinlein. Remember him? Um, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, it's one of the quotes in Sanctuary. Oh, man. Got me there. Okay. I'll remember and the quote. He's the author of what I consider to be a seminal text, something that will become a classic in the English language. And it's a harbinger. It's an entry into, it's one of the entry steps into the modern world. And that book was called Stranger in a Strange Land. You ever read it? No, I haven't. I oh, obviously my just God. went, I just went and, and grabbed, my, grabbed my book here. Okay, he's the first one on this page. Any technology? I can't think of any book that you should read more rap immediately. All right, and say and the title stra- again. Stranger in a Strange Land. Okay. And his quote in the book was, any technology which mm-hmm. is sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. Yep. Very first quote you have on uh, on this page. By design. Mm-hmm. Absolutely so. Followed by Albert Einstein, I'm sure, also by design. <laughs> Everybody on here is by design, I can tell, because I know you. Yes, absolutely by design. Mm-hmm. And they're all extraordinary people, you know. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's making notes, it's Robert Heinlein. It's, it's spelled H-E-I-N-L-E-I-N. I'll put this in the, in the show summary, too, so people will have another opportunity to hear your recommend or see your recommendation there. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think of that all the time because mm-hmm. um, so many things that I find are like just not explained by science or are, are almost in the teeth of the science we know. And yet so often it's obvious they're true. It's mm-hmm. just that, you know, it's not the way we were trained to think. Right. And that's just part of the problem. We have to take what we were trained to think and say that was good up to a point. We want to get past that. We have to develop new ways of thinking. Yep. And uh, and they're there. They're in us. They're within us. Mm-hmm. Now your That's prologue, your prologue in the book kind of hints at that too. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a wave, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's no end to the waves. 
Yeah, very first sentence. What if one day you woke up and realized that the world was different than you thought, vastly different? That's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and that addresses what we just said a minute ago. How will the world view us? I think that, um, I don't know if we'll be obscure or not. That's possible. But if we're not obscure, we're going to be pioneers. Yeah. Rather than just like weirdos. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is fair. I don't care. But no. You know, I'm. I have enough work trying to deal with our present right here and now. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just not curiosity. So I guess we should get moving there. Yes, we have and, some frequencies to go over and uh, a few uh, questions slash uh, topics to discuss. So why don't we start, Stephen, with the, um, the last one we talked about last Thursday was 8558, and you told us the story of, of the lump you'd had on your shoulder forever, and, and Eileen finally got bugged you enough that you took a look, and that's how you found that frequency. So just give us a quick update on, on any, anything that you noticed as you were healing that imbalance, if you would. I didn't notice the, anything. I never noticed it before. I didn't notice huh. it while I was healing it. I don't notice it now. But Eileen notices it and says, where's your lump? It's gone. Says it's gone. Okay. It's gone. With a little bit of puffiness around where it was. Wow. And and that's right. It is a pretty big lump, apparently. And you, and, and, uh, and you had that like forever. Yeah, it was where I couldn't see it in my hmm. back, and it was right in a muscle. So it just looked like a a muscle within a muscle, which is the way muscles hmm. are. You know, they're striated. So. And, uh, and I have a muscular back anyway because I was a gymnast. Right. Right. Okay. So. so uh, yeah, I mean, it never bothered me, but she said it looked weird, so I looked at it. Now it doesn't look weird. It doesn't look like anything. Well, it's what, basically what, gone. What's your best guess here, that this, this particular frequency, 8558, was the final layer of imbalances impacting that, that there were probably other things that, that you, had, you had to clear out first in order for you to find this in yourself or, or that you found it because you were so tar- doing such targeted looking? I think I found it because I looked. I looked okay. because I didn't feel I was tired of being bugged about it. <laughs> and who, know, you know, who knows what, like, you, what might have impacted it also I mean, that's already gone. I, I, right? I live with Eileen. I can't turn her off. Right, right. But, and so, then you'll you know, never know if other imbalances impacted that same thing that you've already cleared. That's not what we're here to do. Is, no, is but, try we, to figure out. but we do know that in regard to some things. And that last one in my back was 8558. Mm-hmm. So let's begin with what has happened since then. Okay. We uh, and that the... is 8568. Yep, six to go 8568 over. 8568 okay. is rickettsial. It comes from, uh, let's see, by the way, are they all? Yeah, everything is rickettsial. Mm-hmm. These next six, next half a dozen, are all from little bugs. Um, and the first one is 8568. And... Uh, it has my signature on it, so I do know about it. And it's, that's happening quite a bit lately. But it happens as it happens. That's just the way that is. Um, I didn't find this in me. But when I looked to see if I had it, the answer is yes. And I've explained this once before. I think it's important. If 
whether I find it in me or not, if I have it, I'm going to take the name. Of, I'll, I'll maintain the name of the person whom I found it in a side record. Sure. But on the AIM program where I'm so limited with space, you know, I can't use, like, the, the state of Arizona is my database. I have right. To, I have to really, really, really try and pack information in. So if it's me, if I have it, whether I found it me or not, I'll make a note of, who I, of, of from whom it came, where I found it. Mm-hmm. But then in the program, I'll just use me. Or if it's Eileen, it'll be E.T. That tells me everything. Okay. Or it'll be R.H., Roberta, and that'll tell me everything. I don't use J.G. because you don't have anything. It's, you know, <laughs> you are not noteworthy in that respect, just the way <laughs> you're supposed to be. But, so 8568, it's, to begin with, it's similar to tularemia. And tularemia is... Well, it has a symptom that probably every geriatric male for sure knows. And that is urinary frequency and urinary urgency. That's uh, just that common. So, what else is it like? It's like another thing that most people, most geriatrics know. It's similar to polio, which means cramping in the calves and the toes and cramping in the feet. And you're just not, you know, it, it'll cut short your career at the Bolshoi Ballet very quickly. And last, and certainly not least, since it's my little two cents worth, it's similar to Strep Rheumaticus and Propioni. And most important of all, it's gone. And that, that was added last Thursday, the 28th, for note takers out there. Right. I don't have my book with the dates in front of me, so if you just tell me the date when, when I come to it, okay, that'll help. All right. Uh, it's easier than getting my book and going through. I have another one. My desk is such a clutter of stuff. I have so many different files mm-hmm. here I try to access at once. And I also try and stay fixed where I am in the computer, so I print a lot of it out and have it in notebooks, but... It can drive you nuts once in a while. I can imagine. Now, after 2085-68, we have 8611, as we should. And here I really begin to hit center stage, and I knew it and I remember it. Uh, I say, right, because past tense, it's gone. Right. Now, you, uh, you found that. You, you found that probably over the weekend, but it didn't go on the main AIM trays until Monday, June 1st. Right. It's gone in me. Right. Um, and it was Rickettsial, as everything is today, and most similar to Streptomaticus propioni. And that was what it was most similar to, and I sure knew it because I could barely use my thumbs. If I had to open, you know, a bottle, the screw on cap was like challenging. My thumbs were that sore. I thought they were all crooked and bent, but they weren't. They still aren't. Mm-hmm. They felt like it. 
Okay, so with most similar Stratomaticus. Also, I noticed around that time I was very, very short of breath. And that's because the next thing it was similar to was cystic fibrosis. And I was aware of it, as was Eileen. And the very last thing it was similar to, we were also both aware of. That was B&B. &B. And so our low backs, our hip joints were sore, achy. Mm -hmm. And this one was strong, active, discernible, found in me, or her, I don't remember which one it was, doesn't matter. Um, others had it, without a doubt. And uh, it's gone. Because you had access to the frequencies over the weekend, but it, it could possibly be gone in anybody else who had it, because you added to, to the trays on Monday. So, yeah, as you were saying, these frequencies, for people who've been on the AIM program long enough and aren't dealing with other things, these frequencies are clearing rapidly. It's clearing very, very rapidly. This is mm -hmm. gone. Okay. Uh, but then again, that wouldn't even be rapid because if I found it um, on, call it Saturday or so, okay? Yeah, right. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, five okay. days. That's, that's not that <laughs> rapid anymore. That's true. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's gratifying to see things. It's been gone a couple of days, though, so oh, okay. All right. that is gratifying. Stephen, one thing I just want to mention here, since you, you were stressing that uh, with this frequency, that the, the, thing that it was, the first thing that it was most similar to you was stre uh, similar to was Streptomaticus propioni. We have a footnote that's in every newsletter that goes along with the, with the very, very brief descriptions that the office puts in about these new frequencies. Obviously, it's not the kind of detail people get from you here. But people don't always take the time to read that note. But that note stresses that what, what we're talking about with these frequencies, like the, this is what was the, the most dominant thing it was similar to in you. And somebody else who has this frequency, the most dominant thing could be something else, right? It could have been the cystic fibrosis. Who knows? That is absolutely correct. Okay. And to take that a little bit further, mm -hmm. if I had been looking at someone else mm -hmm. who had a profound respiratory problem, right? It might I would have found the same frequency, but the first thing would have been cystic fibrosis. There we go. Most okay. similar to that. Okay. Because that was their fundamental weakness. Mm, okay. I can't say it too many times. There, there are these things out there that, let's call them, they're negative frequencies. They're destructive. Mm -hmm. You get one, you got it. Right. So what does it mean? Well, what's wrong with you? It's going to go to where you're weak. Mm -hmm. It's going to have its most effect where you have the least ability to fight it. Right. As is the nature of life. You're always attacked where you're weakest. Sure, and somebody... Somebody could feel something different if they have the same frequency that may be different from what they read or hear from you because we're all unique. It depends on, on right. them, right? Simply summarized, a chain always breaks at its weakest link. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're all different chains. We all have a weakest link. They need not be the same, and they're not. So okay. um, Moving right that along. was 8611. Mm -hmm. And it is gone. Now we're heading closer to the present. 
and that would be with 8621. When did I find that, Judy? 8621 went on on the 2nd, which was Tuesday. The next two went on on the 2nd. Okay. Now, uh, the person in whom I found that, it's gone in that person. Mm, okay. But it should be gone then in just about everybody. Who had it? Because uh, it didn't go on the special tray. Right. Uh, because Tuesday the middle of the week, and it went on, and I found it, and it went on AIM right away. The mm-hmm. special stuff I have home, that's for the weekends. Yeah. I don't, you know, we don't go into the office on a weekend unless it's something monumentally important. You've got to have some time off also. But um, if it's something that occurs on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, there's no need for anything special. It's going right on AIM, right then and there. And that was the case with 8621. Once again, it was Rickettsia from a little bug. And it was similar, most similar to polio. Uh, so whoever uh, had this, um, they were, their feet were definitely, and their legs and their calves, they were cramping. Um, you got to look careful with that, because when you stretch your foot, wrong, just stretching, and suddenly you reach that point, wow, you'll get a hell of a cramp. I've had that happen to me. Probably you've had it happen to you also. Yeah, I have... I've had that, but my my cramping was largely toes, which can be pretty painful too. I had that a lot before AIM. Oh yeah, no, that's a common place for that. Yeah, yeah. Right, this is a common phenomenon, mm. uh, and it's similar to polio, um, because that's the disease we know of that does that. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is also similar to thalassemia. Thalassemia is a hemorrhagic disease, so it would cause problems with blood circulation, uh, hemorrhoids, it would cause some bleeding, it might cause a clotting problem, Um, it might very much be involved in all of the blood problems old people get. Like... Even cold hands? As in cold hands, as in strokes. Mm-hmm. CVA, that's true. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. And that's certainly a major cause of death for old people. And it's not death, it's a, a devastating disability. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. So there that is. And last, probably not least, but it's, it's there is it was similar to Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Uh, Rocky Mountain fever is in the lungs and it's in the kidney usually. It's obviously in the skin because that's where the spots are. Nobody knows if they have spots in their in their kidney, but it's in the skin, and you can see those spots. I've had Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Actively, and uh, there's no question you can see that they itch also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's a heat disease. And heat diseases manifest in the blood, and they itch. It's just hot. 
Anyway, so that's 86.21. When did I find that, Judy? The second, Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. Uh, I think it's probably still there in some and is left in some others. Um, and now we're getting right into modern times. Mm -hmm. So here we are. 86.31. Also Tuesday, the second. Was Tuesday, okay. I know that's still available, still around. Mm -hmm. I checked it. Uh, I checked it this morning. Okay. And the person still had it. It's rickettsial. It's respiratory. And 
with that, you know, there's just a few things you have this with your brain. It may be that you're incredibly tired. Mm -hmm. It may be that you have a headache. Pretty common. It is almost a certainty that you can't think. And so uh, that is 8641. Um, and also, it is, it's still there. Right. And another component, too. Oh, yeah, it's, it's lymphatic syphilis. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't mention that. Well, lymphatic syphilis, commonplace for syphilis, usually it's in the throat. It can be anywhere there are lymph glands but it's certainly most noteworthy in the throat. Because um, that's where people notice their glands are really swollen. Right. In their throats. Um, so there that is. That's 8641. Um, it's still happening. Not gone yet. Uh, let's say it'll be, it'll be without a doubt gone by the end of the weekend. I think that's safe to say. Um which brings us to the very last of the new imbalances, and that is 8651. Um, 8651, kind of interesting. I got a call from someone who uh, is part of AIM, I know quite well, who said the problem is he can't just incredibly bad. Suddenly, it just came up. He can't breathe at all. Well, I took a look, and there was 86.51. And it was um, Rickettsia once again. What's it most similar to? It was most similar to Mycobacteria mulserans. Well, that's TB. That's certainly respiratory. Next, it was similar to encapsulated syphilis. In this person, now that means it's syphilis, it's kind of like a cyst. It's encapsulated. It's what the body did to prevent it from spreading. Mm, okay. That's what the body does. But, I mean, just, but where it is, it creates a problem. So it's probably in the lung. Or actually in the pleura. Which is what, Stephen? Define the pleura? That's the covering of the lung. You okay. find a pleurisy. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Okay. It's it's to me it's the lung. And uh, last, it's and definitely not least, it is similar to cancer of the pleura. The frequency of cancer of the pleura. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> similar to the frequency of cancer of the pleura, and this is why the person could not breathe. Now, what's interesting here is I found it, and uh, because that person was panicky, I threw it on here right away in my in my, in my own. Uh, it's on AIM now. Mm -hmm. yeah, I threw it on here because I, was, I checked it at night. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to get a jump start on it. Okay. And uh, by the morning, 
I was told that it's far, far, far better. Yeah. So it was that quick. Uh, that brings me back to the statement by Heinlein once again. You know, it's... We just don't know about this stuff. And therefore, it's like magic. And our job is to make it... Let it stay magical, but familiar. Mm-hmm. I guess part of what we're doing is making magic into <clears throat> regular, expected part of life, as it should be. Life should and does contain magic at all times. Um, So, that's my take on it. Um, And we'll see what, you know, what lies ahead. The future lies ahead, doesn't it? (laughs) Always. (laughs) (laughs) Always, always, always. I saw wrote a book called The Future Lies Ahead. I forget who it was. But it's just one of those titles that you go, yeah, and then you go, that's really moronic, isn't it? I've been known to say things like, just remember this, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what you find, what you see, you're always going to end up right where you are. <laughs> yep. And I look to see, some people go, wow, that's <laughs> really far out. Really profound, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a, that, that's a good match for Yogi Bear, as it ain't over till it's over, right? That's perfect, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, Eileen just said, you come to a fork in the road, take it. All right, sir. Well, I have a few questions that have come in, so why don't we why don't we get to those and and discuss um, the answers and some related uh, concepts. Well, I give you the answers first, and then you can match the question to it. <laughs> no, but no, we'll do it the right way. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt that one with you. All right. First of all. Um, we have a participant who evidently has had dozens of blood transfusions over the last three decades, and I'm going to read. I'm going to read the questions the way she wrote them because sometimes it's important to, to. Um, well, there are two questions, and let's 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 answer each of them separately because I think they both speak to different concepts. It says how. How do many transfusions affect someone who is on AIM? That's part one. And then the second question is, will she be able to detox imbalances from the multiple blood donors? Um, All right. First of all, AIM is not relevant to the many transfusions. Once something is in you, it's you, for better or for worse. And whatever you have, you have to heal. And AIM will help you in the healing of that. Uh, I can't speak anything about, about it with anything other than absolute generalities because each blood transfusion is different stuff. Right. You can't speak about what's in transfusions. Something something different is in every transfusion or nothing or whatever. Right. Uh, but when once you it becomes you, it's you. And because AIM is not about 
the science of diagnosing and treating and curing. Mm -hmm. It is about the spiritual technology of healing. And once it is in you, it is you. And it still can be healed. So that's part one of the question. Okay. I'll repeat part two. Part two. Will she be able to detox and balances from the multiple blood donors? Yes, she will detox and balances from the multiple donors in her, not in the donors. Mm-hmm. If she gets an imbalance in the blood of a donor and she heals it, it will be healed in her, in no one else. It is her intention to heal herself, and she does the healing. And so she may heal an imbalance that may kill the donor. But if she heals it, she's fine. And what, what that kind is of part in- of life, and that's a part of life that, that perhaps we have a little trouble understanding. Right, right. That it is healing and it is contingent upon the power of your intention. Mm-hmm. So. What, uh, what, what types of imbalances, I mean, are we talking about acquired imbalances? I mean, can people get hereditary imbalances through blood transfusions? Um, no, you can't get a hereditary imbalance. Right, so it's whatever whatever you're going to get is going to be acquired. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the very process of getting it is acquiring it. Exactly. That's just a synonym. <laughs> just wanted to clarify that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, and so that's what you're dealing with. Right. But these things that you get can kill you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been, how many people have we read about who have gotten um, HIV yeah. through transfusions. Mm-hmm. And many of them are now, have transitioned. Right. Okay? Right. But they can heal that HIV. Not yep. in the person from whom they got the blood, but in mm-hmm. themselves. Okay. All right, moving on. <clears throat> this is kind of a general uh dare I say, brain imbalance type question, but um, a couple of people had specific questions about things like Tourette's and tics, um, ADD, seizures, et cetera, um, and, and, the, and frequencies that are on the AIM program. are You probably have specific frequencies for many of these things, but when it comes to, like, frequencies with a component similar to, the, to, a, frequ- to a frequency of some type of equine encephalitis, can any or all of these types of frequencies also be of impact in things like ticks or ADD or Tourette's? I can't understand the word you're saying, kick. Ticks, T-I-C-S. Oh, Lar- with Tourette's well, ticks are just a, they're just vectors they carry. You mean a twitch or the bug? A twitch, like with Tourette's. Ah, got it. Sorry about that. I should have Yeah, I was word. thinking of... Ticks, well, I mean, ticks carry things. <laughs> yeah. To be Forgot sure, about but we don't treat them. Right. I should have said right? ticks first. Right. I don't care what happens to any tick in the world. Right. I only care about what happens to the people he bites or it bites. 
So, um, I understand what you're asking now. When it comes to uh, twitches or Tourette's or whatever it is, fine. What is the question now in regard to that? But the, que- the question is, um, and, and I believe Tourette's is, is, is a syndrome, as most things are, or even ADD. It's not like, there's probably not like there's one imbalance that impacts these things. So the question is, are there more than one? And can any of these frequencies that, that you're still finding that have a component similar to some type of equine encephalitis, can anything in the brain contribute if you've got a weakness that you're already, you've already experienced things like seizures or ADD or tics? Yes. Okay. Very simply, yes. Uh, you know, I've been known in the past to do things in bad taste. Eileen um, just made a face because she certainly knows that. Uh, I've had... <laughs> I used to have several moments of bad taste in my office in regard to stuff like Tourette's. Mm. I had a little sign-up I had made, printed, saying, should you find me to be abusive, please do not take it personally. I can't help it. (laughs) I suffer from Tourette's syndrome, Mm. and... um, you'd be well advised to just accept it as constructive criticism. Was that sign still up when Eileen met you? <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I also had the same thing with, um, this was actually directed mostly on Twitter to Evan. Evan, you know, he's one of these people, and I know many people like this, you don't want to say, say hello. Don't say, how are you? Because if he's in that mood, you're going to get an answer that's like a half hour long. <laughs> you say, hey, how you doing? So, bad question. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey. That's it. And uh, a lot of people are like that, you know, because he takes things more deeply than you expected them to be taken. It's not putting Evan down, just uh, in nature. But for that, I developed a sign saying, should I fall asleep while you're speaking? Please don't take it personally. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) I suffer from narcolepsy, and and I continue with that. It's bad taste because it isn't funny stuff to someone who has these things. Right. So back, but in back, the office, it was interesting. So back, back to our question. So anything, even though we comment, you commonly talk about if somebody has a frequency with a with an encephal some type of encephalitis component, we talk about being spacey or headaches or fatigue. But it can be again um, impacting anything in anybody who has it, whether they've dealt with autism in the past or, or any of these things, right? Any kind of seizures, ADD, is that, is that a fair statement? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you have a weakness within you. Right, okay. Or I have something akin to encephalitis. Mm-hmm. Uh, just take it from Twee, you know. Which right. Um, I would say I have a weakness in the medulla oblongata, which is where the sleep center is. Mm. And because of that, I get incredibly tired, and I can hardly keep my eyes open. 
okay. Okay, and Eileen gets mm-hmm. that to some extent. But, that's how, okay, that's how these frequencies get back to you. Okay. But, but her weakness would be more in the cerebrum, and she gets uh, anxiety. Um, whereas with the same encephalitis, Roberta will get uh, headaches. headaches. Yep, remember that. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good example. It's a way of pointing to where you have a weakness. Good example, Stephen. Yeah, I'm just, uh, and that's routine, common. It, if something hits you, it's going to go to where you're weak. It's, okay. That's all. Okay. Perfect. So I, I guess this is just, the, the, I thought these questions were good reminders, too, that it's like, because we always get questions like, you know, can you ask Stephen, is there a frequency for X on AIM? And and you can say, yeah, there is, but you can't say it's the only thing impacting somebody's particular issue. Right. There may be and other. Today was a good day. What we did today was realize that we can't discuss certain things that are too personal. Right. For example, yeah. in that thing that I did in my office, we had one for you. Eileen, do I want to hear this on a public call or well, we're, not going to, we're not going to discuss it because it's too personal. Don't you agree? Be quiet. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Eileen, I'm calling you later. No, I'm kidding. Right. Yeah, good. She doesn't on, agree. On that note, on that note, I can happily say we're out of time. No. Have a great weekend, Judy. All right, so thank you so much for the update and uh, and the, the humor, as always, always. And, and if you need a little more humor, folks, go pick up your Sanctuary book and, and load up on some more great quotes from Max in there. Thank you so much for being with us. Look for your newsletter. Um, and, and do look down and see some of the recommended reading or listening that's sure to be in there. Those, uh, those newsletters are an important part of helping keep you up to date and reminding you of your power to heal on this incredible AIM program. Thanks again, everybody. Bye, Stephen. Bye, Eileen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.